Talk to us about the benefits of taking a break. Feeling much better, healthier, far less stress, virtually no anxiety, sleeping well, remembering when I've written emails the previous night or WhatsApps, <laughs> it's no brain fog anymore. I, I can only see the benefits. And now I'm feeling really great. Welcome to the tribe. This is your weekly podcast from Tribe Sober. Whether you're already sober, striving to be sober, or just plain sober curious, you need a tribe. You need a tribe because it's so hard to do this alone. You need a tribe because you need support. And that's where we come in. Here at Tribe Sober, we've got your back. Here at Tribe Sober, we have people at all stages of the journey, all helping each other to stay on track. On this podcast, we've got recovery stories to inspire you, experts to inform you, and plenty of advice on how to ditch the drink and change your life. So here's your host, tribe leader, Janet Gorond. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Tribe Sober Podcast, episode 75. My name is Janet Goron. I'm the founder of Tribe Sober, and I'm your host for this podcast. Here at Tribe Sober, we help people to change their relationship with alcohol and then to go on and actually thrive in their alcohol-free lives. And over the last six years, we've helped hundreds of people to do just that. We created Tribe Sober because we believe it's really, really hard to change your drinking habits alone. So at Tribe Sober, we're all about community. And this week, we're featuring three more people who did our Sober Spring Challenge this year. Three more people who may well inspire you to sign up for our next challenge, which is, of course, Dry January. This podcast is released on the 1st of January 2022. So, Happy New Year! And what a brilliant day to sign up for a January challenge. But if you're listening to this a little later on in the month, then don't despair. You can sign up right until the 31st of January. So, in fact, you can even do a dry February. So, of course, January the 1st is a perfect day for new beginnings. And so many people are busy setting health, fitness and other personal goals at this time of year. But have you ever thought how much more likely you are to achieve all those goals if you are alcohol-free? Sobriety is a superpower and it can be the foundation for so many other achievements in your life. But if you're not quite ready to opt for an alcohol-free lifestyle, then a challenge is a great way to dip your toe in the waters of sobriety. Just go to tribesober.com and check out January Challenge 2022. For a small donation to a good cause, you'll get community and online support for an alcohol-free month. Sometimes people ask, well, is it worth taking just a month off the booze? Will it really make a difference? Well, actually, yes, it will. Alcohol is so toxic that just taking a month off will have significant health benefits. Your blood pressure will reduce and so will your liver stiffness. You'll sleep better, your skin will look better and your anxiety will reduce. You may even lose some weight and your immune system will get stronger. A month without alcohol will give you a taste for the benefits of quitting alcohol forever It'll kickstart your health and freshen up your looks and give you a new sense of energy and purpose. 
So let's have a listen to some people who did our Sober Spring this year. Let's start with Jenny. I asked her how she heard about Tribe Sober. You know, it was like a little gem that I'd found. It was inconspicuous, anonymous, something I could hang on to. And I was thrilled to have found you. You were world without wine then. Yes. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Okay, so um, how long ago was that? Well, sure, that's about three years ago or four years ago, right at the beginning when you started, really. I was one of your first, um, I found you, (laughs) but I didn't sign up straight away, you know, but I followed you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, lots of people need a period of contemplation, you know, before they, they actually go ahead and make any changes. Yes. Absolutely. So as you've been around for, for a while, just talk to us about how your journey's progressing. Okay, so yeah, when chats about it takes on average, I think you mentioned eleven years to sort of mm. go through this process. For me, actually it's been eleven it's been since I was thirty eight and I'm sixty now, so nearly thirty thirty years, you know. Um and the reason why it's it's been that is you know 38 I thought you know I've done my partying I want to settle down I want to give up smoking I want to sort of clean up and um and meet somebody and uh you know get married and have kids anyway so I did meet somebody but he was a German winemaker and said no of course you don't need to you know he came from a background where his family used to drink wine for lunch, drink wine for supper, and many bottles, not just one, you know. It wasn't the way the French were regularly moderating. They weren't that. So, yeah, we got married, and for my decade of my 40s, I um, we traveled all over the world. We went to see beautiful wine farms all over the world. We um, also whiskey, beer, you know, he was into making everything that he could. So it was a very exciting time, but you know, I just think it was a very unhealthy time. I started picking up weight, and then I unfortunately was caught the one night uh, drinking and driving, and decided, well, that's it, I'm giving up. I decided that I thought it would be a good idea, whether he did or didn't, I thought it would be a good idea. So I gave up for about six months, and then I sort of thought, oh, well, you see, I could prove it, but I was still hanging around too much of the drinking world, so I carried on. Then at 50, we went our separate ways. He went back to Holland. I stayed in South Africa. And I decided this is it. You know, I do not want to go through my 50s drinking. Well, this is my 11 years now, you know. Definitely didn't want to do the AA, but I found this rehab center where I could go for six weeks in the in the evenings from four to six o'clock and meet and discuss all of this and meet with like-minded people. But I almost found it was more, it was very mixed. Um, it was a lot of drugs and there were a lot of, yeah, it just didn't feel, and they were very punitive in their, in their treatment. And it was like, you know, yeah. guys, I need an adult conversation around this situation, you know. So I, after four weeks, walked away from it. Then I found Soberistas, which was lovely at a distance to read those letters and read other people. and. Yeah, other people's stories, and I also got into a lot of quitlet. So I would never show anybody my Audible or my Kindle because there were reams of these books. Not what my friends are going to yeah. think, you know. Meantime, they all were drinking the same way, you know. Yeah. Anyway, and then I found you, and I thought, okay, well, let me take the step. 
And finally, 2019, I came to a workshop. I loved the workshop. I was just so sold on the reasons for doing it. My big why. My big why has been my health. You know, I want to, I know that alcohol causes cancer. I don't need somebody to explain it to me, you know. I bought the Second World Congress on Healthy Aging to South Africa. I've been involved in the world of healthy aging for many years. Yeah, so that was my why. You sung to my why. I resonated and I walked away resolute and I finally done it. However, about three months later, I went on holiday with a whole lot of friends. Um, there were 10 of us and it was for about two weeks. And it was just a beautiful trip, but these were all my old drinking friends. So after about a week, I fell back into old habits, you know. Um, even though I had stocked up with a whole lot of non-alcoholic drinks for the trip, uh, uh, yeah. it was much yeah. nicer to go back to that little past, you know. Yeah. So anyway, um, then came lockdown. Fabulous. Three weeks, yeah. uh, three months. It was nearly three months. And you couldn't buy anything. I thought, that's fine. I can do this. And I did it. No problem. But the minute lockdown went, I went straight back to a bottle a day. Then lockdown came again. I did it again. And then I went back to a litre a day. You can get for 40 rand, you can get those little cartons of a litre. Because I thought the way I changed smoking was I changed from what I enjoyed, which was camel, to something that was cameo and revolting. And, you know, so I eased myself off what I loved. So I thought, well, uh, no, we're not going for the best wines and the, you know, no. If you want to drink this plonk, you drink plonk. So, yeah, then I thought, okay, I'll try on the 66 days, you know. Um, because I wanted to be in a group again that was doing the same thing at the same time, we could have similar yeah. conversations. It was a closed group um, and there was, I was plugging in and I had in my face information all the time. So daily, you know, basically through the WhatsApps, the uh, the new thing that we've got um, now, which I actually have Slack. Yeah, yeah, I've got it. I've got it on my laptop rather than on my phone. I find it more comfortable there, but it's lovely. It opens up and I see all the messages. Um, yeah, so it's been engaged, and uh, if I have fallen off, which I have, I'd probably say I stopped keeping my little. You know, I'm embarrassed when you said put up the put up the photograph on a Saturday. I was embarrassed because I had two days where I hadn't got it right. And then the next week oh. I'd have three days. And then I thought, no, I'm not putting this up in front of everybody. Partly because I'm embarrassed and partly because I don't want to give other people license to do what I'm doing. You know, if well, she's doing it, I'm going to do it, you know. I, I've enjoyed the journey of the 66 days. I've enjoyed being engaged. I haven't quite got it 100% right. But I'm certainly on track to yeah. to making it a permanent status where I just I yeah. think it's I don't know why people do it. I understand why people do it, I understand why I do it, but you know, if you look at it logically and pragmatically, it's as bad as smoking. Yeah. You know? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. But, you know, Jenny, you're doing sober stretches, aren't you? You've done two, three months sober stretches. You can do this. And, you know, you've managed most of Sober Spring. So it's it's just a matter of keep trying and keep trying. And uh, I love the way you read all the quitlet because the more you read, the more you listen to, gradually, you know, it, it gets there until it's it becomes a no-brainer, you know, like the smoking mm -hmm. is, it was for you. 
Have you read Annie Grace's uh, book? Is that in your quitlet, The Naked yes. Mind? No, but I, I am on her mailing list. So I get uh, The Naked Mind once once a week. I yeah. think it comes on a Sunday or somewhere around there. I've got quite a yeah. few that I've subscribed to now. You know, I, I've, I've really put it in my face. I, yeah, I'm yeah. not escaping this and no. I am doing the work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you need to kind of saturate yourself in it and treat it as a research project until you've nailed it, you know, and and you're on your way. I mean, you know the story of Monica, don't you, with her 84-day ones. She is (laughs) living proof of how many times you you, sometimes you have to stick at it. You know, she she did those 84-day ones just in one year. You know, she did Sober Spring. It was hopeless like last year and then 84 day ones and now she's seven months sober and you know she'll stay that way and and she's young you know so she's changed her whole future there so it's uh, you must hang in there and are you have you had a look in our members area i mean are you using stuff yes so i have been in there i've seen all the. so i love your new website i've i really Good. do um engage uh, at that level i'm not doing the yoga but i'm doing i've got some yoga that i'm doing and i walk every day so the exercise i've got have you had your coaching session with lynette, lynette i've had two she's been fabulous Good. yes you're listening to a podcast from tribe sober thank you so much jenny Now, as you heard, Jenny's been on this journey for quite a while, and she's never lost sight of her goal. She's doing the work, and she's notching up more and more sober stretches. Well done, Jenny. I've got no doubt that you'll get to your goal of an alcohol-free lifestyle. So next up is Jimmy, who's a bit of a newbie in the world of sobriety. He's always been a weekend binge drinker. And until he signed up for Sober Spring, he'd never actually thought about taking a break from the booze. It had never crossed his mind. So I began my conversation with Jimmy by asking him how old he was when he started drinking. Uh, Probably about 15, 16. Okay. And you pretty much took to it and carried on with it since then? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it's something that was just normal. So yeah, it's just become a normality, um, uh, obviously, with of my family and stuff like that. It was like, nah, it's fine. And, you know, so, so yeah, I did start drinking at a, a young age. Did you, did you worry about it? Um, to be honest, I, with my dad uh, drinking, is we never drank in the week. So I'd never drink right. in the week. I'd only okay. drink on weekends. And that's what basically I learned from my dad is that my dad would never drink Monday to Friday, but come weekends he'd drink. So right. for me, it, it, it's been like that's how it's been. Once I joined this year, it made me really think about, you know, what I, I do excessively drink when I do drink, but I don't drink during the week. And my yeah. excuse is obviously uh, I only drink weekends and that's it. So. Do you get bad hangovers when you do drink? How are your yes. Monday mornings, for example? I think I only come right in like Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, the older yeah. I get, the, the, yeah. the effect is, is much more. But yeah, by Tuesdays, that's when. And yeah. then by Wednesday, I'm already like, okay, I'm fine. And then obviously, yeah. I start drinking again on the weekend. So the days are less and less in between yeah. of anything. 
Yeah. So it's it's very much binge drinking, which yeah. is um quite quite bad for us because so uh, mm. what happens is your your liver doesn't really get a chance to recover from the the onslaughts the binge mm. and and then you you're ready to start drinking again i mean I, I did that kind of on a daily basis i wasn't binge drinking but i was drinking a bottle of wine and in the mornings i'd wake up feeling a bit rough and i think oh i'm not going to drink tonight you know i've got to take more of a break but by five mm-hmm. o'clock i was all perky again and, and ready to start again yeah no even with the you're right what you're saying because even me by friday i'm i'm gagging with it it's such a deeply entrenched pattern isn't it mm. when i mean mm. you and i we were doing that for decades you told me with Sober Spring it was a bit cl- slow to get started. Uh, I think uh, you didn't <laughs> quite manage the, the Sober Weekends, the first couple of weekends, but then you yes. did. You got through. And and, and then uh, I started working on not drinking on Friday. And, and so I was trying working on it and working on it. And, you know, as I went uh, along, I, I, I can't count the, the, the weekdays because even – not doing this year i wouldn't drink in the week so my weekends are my like i always say my, my yeah. problems I've, I've i've tried and stop weekends so i've alternated and, and and slowed down and some weekends i won't do it and then after like two weeks like the most i've gone is like two weekends and then yeah i've relapsed and then i'd, I'd work on like one weekend then i'll relapse so but that's how it starts, Jimmy, you know, just the fact that you've got through a few sober weekends and, and your mm. awareness is much higher now. I mean, it, it never would have occurred to you to have a weekend off the booze before, would it? No, never, never. Even now, <laughs> even now when I think of it all the time, I'm like, oh, you know what? I don't have to. The great thing with this sober sober spring that it's actually brought it to the fore for me to actually say yeah. you there is a problem. Yeah, And now that I've admitted it, and I know it's going to take me time and I'm going to work on it, but I know that, okay, yes, I do have a problem and I, yeah. need to, I need to deal with it. For me, it's helped me a lot because I'm actually honest now to myself. Yeah, yeah. I think that's actually the hardest step of all, really, mm. just to accept that there's a problem because I was in denial for years, you know. And, yeah. and then when I started to realize that I did have a problem, which was when I tried to cut down and I couldn't, I just wanted to fix it privately, you know, by myself. I didn't want to involve other people or talk about it to other people. And that takes real courage, you know, just to to admit to other people, yes, I've got this problem and, you know, maybe I'm going to need a bit of help and connection to, to sort it out. So you've done the hardest bit, I would say. Then The next step really is working out how, you know. So yeah. w- when you had those, um, those sober weekends, how did you do it? What were you doing? I spent more time with my family. I obviously wasn't drunk all the time. So I kind of reconnected. We went swimming. We did different kind of stuff. I listened more, actually, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Because normally on the weekends, I'll drink and then I'll pass out on the couch and sleep. And I bet, yeah. you know, your family loves to connect with you when you're sober at the weekend, don't they? Mm-hmm. No, yeah, definitely, especially my wife. And actually, I don't really get angry with her anymore when she does say, like if she'll say, yeah. oh, you're drinking. And I don't get angry with her as much yeah. as I used to before. Yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah, I think I think that's kind of a good thing. So connecting with the family, you, you went swimming. So exercise is good, isn't it? Yeah. No, we take walks and yeah, we're doing a lot more stuff than than we did before because before it was everything was surrounded by drinking basically besides work yeah obviously. yeah yeah i mean it, it's so easy to fall into that isn't it it's just work drink sleep yeah, <laughs> work, yeah exactly, sleep. exactly yeah exactly <laughs> there's got to be something else i think that's also another thing is is trying to find something else it's always hard because you're so used to being in this the same thing all the time yeah so yeah, yeah. And it's so easy, isn't it? And it's such a quick mm. fix, you know, to to change your mood. But in fact, exercise is pretty good if you can get yeah. into the habit of of doing that. You you just need to create new habits, really. Yes, that's and it's, that's the, the and it's a tough. I, I've got to admit, it's tough. It's, 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 it's extremely it's tough. You've got to think of it as a, a work in progress, you know, and and it's mm. going to take time. It took me at least a year before I felt comfortable being sober mm. you know it's 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 a long journey but in the end your your mindset changes you know the way that you think about alcohol changes and you realize you know that you're not missing out on stuff you know in fact you know in in my case I was uh, saving my own life because I think as we get older you've really got to think about the health issues well they, that, that's that's a big thing actually and it's not that it's just like you're murky all the time yeah there's there's so much to gain because i think a lot of people resist giving up alcohol because they think they're losing a lot you know but in fact we gain so much more than we lose mm. and you know having clarity of thought and energy mm. and creativity you know that's those are all things to look forward to, forward to yeah. do you listen uh, do you listen to podcasts I have listened to the, the the ones you sent me. There's some of them I've good, listened to. Good. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I think that helps. You know, listening to other people's stories, and then you realise it's not just you. Yeah, yeah. I know that. I, that's why this uh, that WhatsApp group has been so amazing. Because sometimes yeah. I do just sit and read people's stories and think, "Shit, that's me. That's me. That's me." Yeah. So yeah, it kind of. Uh, um, like even with the, the the WhatsApp group, I never posted anything, but it took me so long because every time I wanted to post something, I'm like, ah, it's none of anyone's business. And <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and once I posted and people were talking and it's like, oh, okay. I think from that day I posted, that's when it clicked into me and I'm like, okay, pry, you know, this is it. Yeah. And nobody's judging, yeah. obviously. No, I mean, how can we judge? We've all been in exactly the same space, yeah. you know, where whether we're knocking back a bottle of wine a night or binging at the weekend, you know, it's all the same. And the problem with us, people like us, is we don't have an off switch. You know, once we start, that's it. We have to keep going. Whereas, um, I don't know if you know any, well, you do, you know, Vincent, some people can have like one beer and then forget about it and then go off and do something else. No, you know? I, I live with someone like that. Siobhan will have like yeah, one little cider and then that's it. Yeah. I know. And that's the one and, thing Siobhan's spoken about a lot is like, Jimmy, moderate yourself. But yeah. Like no, you said, we don't have an off switch. No. And I, I know I, I, I know one thing is that I've got to make the decision either I carry on or I don't. But I, 
I can't be in the middle. You're listening to a podcast from Tribe Sober. If you'd like to join our warm and welcoming community, just head on over to tribesober.com and hit the membership tab. That's www.tribesober.com. Well done, Jimmy. Well done for giving it a go and for scoring a couple of sober weekends. As you said, the first sober weekends in many, many years. As you heard Jimmy say, the biggest benefit of Sober Spring for him was the fact that he's recognized and accepted the fact that he does have a problem with alcohol and he intends to work on it. After all, accepting that you have a problem and reaching out for help is the hardest step of all. After that, it's just about finding a community and the tools to change your behavior. Next up, we've got Sybil, who scored an impressive 100% on her Sober Spring Challenge. I asked her why she thought she needed to take a break from the booze. Because I had realized, I think already for some years, that I was having a problem and that I couldn't really control the consumption. I also had an incident last year where I ended up in ER, you know, with stress, too much drinking, no sleep, and it wasn't a nice experience. Uh, and I suspected it had to do with too much alcohol consumption. And that's the first time I actually opened up to somebody, which was the doctor who was attending to me in ER. And then obviously they did some tests as well. When they came back, it was also clear because uh, obviously some of the liver parameters do get affected. That's when I got the biggest fright of my life. And also having seen other people who basically died from alcohol abuse. And I thought, no, I'm not going down that road. I need to do something now. Yes. Then I started engaging more with Tribe Sober. Good for you. Yeah, I think sometimes in life we do need a wake-up call, don't we? It's it's so easy to stay there in denial and you see all your friends drinking and you think, oh, I'm fine. But, you know, sometimes, like with me, it was the blackouts. With you, it was this trip to hospital. We, we need to listen to those, those wake-up calls and not ignore them. Uh, so, Sybil, how was Sober Spring for you? Was it easy, difficult, a bit of both? I thought it was fairly easy for me, especially engaging with all the people on the WhatsApp group, listening to podcasts, listening to the speakers. I didn't have one glitch until now. I started 16 days before Sober Spring, and I'm sitting now at 93 days. Fantastic. Well done, you. And how do you feel? Talk to us about the benefits of taking a break. Feeling much better, healthier, far less stress, virtually no anxiety, sleeping well, remembering when I've written emails the previous night or WhatsApps, <laughs> it's no brain fog anymore. I, I can only see the benefits. And now I'm feeling really great. Fantastic. Well, well done you. Do you have any tips to pass on to other people? I think everybody should really try it and use the help and support uh, you can get. 
now it's obviously not the WhatsApp group anymore, but we we on Slack. Use all the help that you can get, also reading books, whatever it is. For me, it helped a lot to understand from a scientific point of view as well what is going on in your brain. Um, that really hit home with me. And you should just not give up. Even if you have a number of attempts and you fall back, eventually it's going to click. Eventually you will stay with it. And then just stay with it and don't even think, okay, I've done 100 days, uh, let's just try it and, and have a bottle or a glass or whatever. That can be detrimental. I think many of us have seen that, that we fall back a lot easier than staying with it, just not touching any. Go and have your AF drinks, which, which I do as well. Be open about it. I've been open about it to many people, and I haven't found that that anybody looked at me as if I'm funny. People accept it most of the time. So I don't have any issue telling people I've had a problem and I'm not going back. And, and that works. It works for me. Well, I'm sure that you're inspiring a lot of people when you tell your story. It's it's great that you are. And yeah, your advice about keeping going, you know, however many slip-ups you have, that's that's so important. And I love your advice about reading, you know, and learning. Because the more we learn about alcohol, the less likely we feel, the less um, tempted we are, I think, to put it in our body once we know the science of it all. You indicated that you know you're not going to go down the moderation route at all because you've tried that before and it doesn't work. So you see the future as an alcohol-free future, do you? Yes, I do. Definitely. There are only benefits. I can't see any benefits. Yeah. Uh, drinking alcohol, you basically what I realized is you do not need it for nothing. It doesn't help you in no. any way, um, in any situation. It makes it worse. It's just not something that your body, your mind, your brain needs. Yeah, for, for so long, uh, you know, we resist giving up because we think we're losing out, mm. you know, don't we? We think we're going to lose something. But in fact, we gain a lot more than we lose. Yeah, I fully agree. And I have no problem. Yeah. If other and people want to drink and they sit at the same table, it doesn't tempt me at all. I can be as funny with the same sense of humour. So, Sybil, I know that you enjoy dancing. Talk, talk to us a little bit about your dancing and, and has it improved or deteriorated since you gave up alcohol? <laughs> I would say it has improved a lot. Because I'm, I'm not anxious anymore. I can see my, my teacher noticed as well. The last time I had a, it, it wasn't quite a competition, but it's one of those uh, dance nights where you are judged and you compare to other dancers at your level. And I was, I almost won the award of most improved student. Definitely. It, it has helped me a lot. There's absolutely no doubt about it. And I enjoy it a lot more as well because I'm not 
anxious anymore, thinking, gosh, if, if mm-hmm. I make a mistake, it's going to be a disaster. I need something to drink. That doesn't uh, happen anymore. I'm a lot more relaxed. And therefore, you do perform and you do dance much better. So it has been, uh, yeah, it's extremely positive. Yeah, and you've uh, you've gained a lot from being in, in a group. I know you're quite active on the on the group, so it, it always helps to have other people, doesn't it, to connect to, that understand where we're coming from. Yeah. To be able and open up to other people who are in the same boat, where you can get the support and and not this nightmare idea. Well, I probably have to go into rehab. What is your family thinking about it? What are your friends thinking about it? That was, for me, an absolute nightmare thought until I came across Tribe Sober where I realized there are other ways uh, to engage and to actually overcome the dependency. It's it's such a good way to, to fight it and to overcome it. Every Saturday afternoon, we open up our Tribe Sober Zoom Cafe. It's a safe space where our members can connect, check in, and just shoot the breeze about alcohol-free living. If you'd like to be a guest at the cafe one Saturday, just drop us an email at Janet at TribeSober.com. That's Janet, J-A-N-E-T, at TribeSober.com, and we'll send you an invitation. Thanks so much for the share, Sybil. It's wonderful that you've gone from that scary wake-up call in hospital to an alcohol-free life. And to hear that your anxiety has reduced significantly, and of course to hear that your dancing has improved. If all three challenges have inspired you, then please go to tribesober.com and sign up for the January challenge. Not only will it improve your health, but it'll test your dependency on alcohol. If it's easy for you to get through a month without booze, then that's great. But if not, you may need to make some changes. Alcohol is insidious. It kind of creeps up on us over the years. So it's really important to take regular checks just to go through a period without booze to make sure that you can do that. So let's pull together some tips that we heard from these conversations. Both Jenny and Sybil have been reading all the Quitlet and listening to all the podcasts. As Sybil explained, if we understand the science behind alcohol dependency, then we are so much more likely to stick with it. Learn everything you can and eventually it will click. Work on your mindset. Approach your challenge with a positive frame of mind. It's going to bring you benefits rather than be some kind of punishment. Stock up on alcohol-free drinks. If you're in South Africa and doing our January challenge, you can claim a discount from Drink Nil, who will deliver to your door. And most importantly of all, stay connected. Sybil and Jenny are Tribe Sober members, so they're engaging often via Slack and our weekly Zoom cafe. As a new challenger, Jimmy was a bit intimidated by the Sober Spring WhatsApp group at first. He began by just reading the other comments, but he soon dived in and shared his own thoughts with the others. Connection is the opposite of addiction after all. So that's it from our Sober Springers this week. 
Next week is the final instalment when we've got four more conversations to share with you. Now it's time to open my phone and go to the first member message that inspires me. This week I chose a nice Christmassy message from tribe member Marius. Merry Christmas everyone. Today was the first sober Christmas for me in over a decade. I went along prepared with my alcohol-free drinks and had a great time. I was actually intrigued by how much people were drinking. Apart from a fleeting moment of temptation, I can honestly say that I didn't miss it one bit. May we all be reminded by how much better life is when you experience it sober. Well done, Marius, and well done everybody who's just done their first sober Christmas. Those sober firsts are so important. Be proud of yourself, reward yourself, and be sure that next year will be even easier. So please don't forget to check out our annual fundraiser, which is open now and will remain open until the end of January. In exchange for a small donation to a good cause, we provide 30 days of online and community support for an alcohol-free month. Just go to tribesober.com and hit January Challenge 2022. Our challenges are such a great way to dip your toe in the waters of sobriety and take a break from the booze. So that's it from me. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to follow us and share the podcast. And we'd be so grateful if you'd leave us a review. I'll be back next week. Ditching the drink is like climbing a mountain. It's hard. It takes courage and grit and an experienced guide. And that's where we come in. Here at Tribe Sober, we've climbed that mountain, and we know the view from the top is amazing. We've used our experience to put together a unique membership program that will support you all the way. We've got challenges, chat rooms, sober buddies, trackers, and milestone awards, and that's just for starters. So head on over to tribesober.com and check out our membership program. It's the essential resource for anyone looking to ditch the drink and change their life.